Hello and welcome to the We Never Knew X podcast. This evening, Dries and I get together and we talk about business. Um, I, I uh, actually ask him a few questions about what we do as uh, horseshoers and service providers that I was thinking about. Yeah, Dries, Dries has a lot to offer and... As you'll find out, I need to ask more questions <laughs> and better questions. I think that's an art, asking good questions. That's hard. It's, it can be hard to do. Gosh, especially if somebody you want to try and impress, ask them a really ask them a good a real zinger, something that makes you stand out, really boosts your ego. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Are you recording the intro without me? <laughs> yep. Enjoy. But anyhow, I gave, I told him what I charged, and then he's like, mm, "Should be more than that. You're, you're, because you're, you, it should be more than that because you're awesome." Really? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, which I don't think he was just like. That's cool. Um, I don't think he was blowing smoke. I think he was just saying, "Hey, you know, you should be." charger more because you are awesome plus yeah you can and that means i can i can yeah. so you can you know well honestly there's no uh i don't see any reason why you shouldn't you know with let's just if name three guys off the top uh you robbie and the gooch the gooch um Fuck yeah, man. There's no reason to be to not be in that uh 200 200 range, I feel like out of some of those big barns. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think my prices are fair and competitive, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't know what you charge everywhere, but I know a few spots that Yeah. yeah. It's uh we live in a a multi demographical area or mm -hmm. you know multi-economical area i don't even yeah. know if i'm using the right words for that but um my prices vary but i go to you know quite a few different places and uh 45 minutes apart does make a difference in our area in the economics yeah <laughs> if i do say i think between um <laughs> Those two guys, you know, between uh, Grady and Robbie, I think you are probably the best balance of the two styles hmm. as far as uh, literally fit and finish goes, in my opinion. Oh, that's interesting. By the way, we're talking about horseshoeing, farriery. Yeah, we're talking about the biz. If there's any listeners that don't know... What kind of biz we talking about? Yeah. 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 You know, between your sandbox obsession and um, your meticulous hoof care and, and fit. Yeah. I feel like uh, I try to do a good job as far as the fit goes from the standpoint of recognizing what they're doing, where they're living, 
and the type of horse that they are and confirmate their conformational setup with the fit to where it's not uh, a one stop yeah. fix all fit. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're going to get a little different fit if they have a, you know, depending on their living situation, their job they're doing, right. where they get turned out at, right. so on and so forth, you know, or, or what their confirmational makeup is. Yeah. So. I mean, even, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's funny. You start talking about a guy's style and it's like, oh, you, what? Uh, you, what the fuck, bro? You saying, <laughs> you saying I fit all feet the same? What's, what? You saying, you saying that I fit all feet the same? You putting my work in a box, bro? Oh, you, you say I nail him up like a, like a track shoer, huh? You saying I'm shoeing racehorses? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Nail them high. Let them fly. Sometimes I like to when I can, but sometimes the horse don't like them that high. It just depends on the horse. Listen, I look at every horse differently, like I'm seeing it for the first time. Are you making fun of me right now? <laughs> I'm making fun of you, yes, but there's <laughs> there's no other way of saying it because it's true. Yeah. And so it's just funny. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. Sure. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. But you I've know, said like, that before, so you can make fun of me. Right, well, I mean, yeah, and at the you, end of the, you can't fight. You can't. You can't. No, but at the end of the day, uh, the horse will be the judge of the job. Gosh, you know Isn't that the truth. It totally is. But you know, sometimes sound horses needs need new farriers. Sometimes. Yeah. That happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes there's nothing wrong, and you still lose your job. Yeah. So. It just uh, somebody else comes in with that delicious nope. smelling snake oil. Yeah, there's a weasel. Yeah. Sometimes there's a that weasel in the fucker. That's right. <laughs> and sometimes it's just you, ain't it? Yeah, yeah that's sometimes true. Sometimes it's just... Sometimes you're just not cutting it. Yeah, you're just not doing it. Have you had that where you just don't connect with a client and it just doesn't work? Not like... You know they're they're out there crazy, but they're just you're just two people, and there's nothing really wrong with them necessarily. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. There's uh, some clients just uh, and they're I'm not connected with some clients, and they're I would think they're I mean I would say that it's not because they're a bad person or I'm a bad person. Like I actually kind of like them. They just right. didn't work yeah. from the standpoint of. Uh, didn't jive you know yeah. and it wasn't it, it's not even a not getting along or getting along thing it was uh i think um i don't know i think how you come into a client yeah makes a big difference too hmm. what do you what do you mean by that well the bulk of our qu- uh, client acquisition is word of mouth, right? Right. And if you've gotten a client other than that method, other than the word of mouth method, I think that there's a longer duration of time from the meeting to full-fledged um, trust Yeah. in uh, your capability, right? Yeah. But if you've acquired that client through word of mouth, if the if there's a scale of 
trust that is zero to one hundred. Mm-hmm. When you've when you've acquired the client through word of mouth, you're starting at sixty five. Right. You know percent yeah. trust because of you know likely because of the person that referred them, and you, there's probably even more trust if it was their friend who you've already been working for right. that you've proved yourself to. And, you know, yeah. Sally says you do a good job. Yeah. And Sally is the pickiest person I know. And if yeah. she, if she's happy, then I'd really like to use your services because um, that gives me a lot of confidence that you can do a good job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How much do you think, how much does loyalty play into Loyal into it for you. Loyalty? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, for me? Yeah, like how... um, Yeah, like, what do you think about, you know, the loyalty that you have to to your clients to... uh, How do I describe that? You know, like if... Say if a client's kind of going from farrier to farrier, okay, right? and you can kind of establish a record, yeah, to some degree. Um, even even with that uh, that recommendation from somebody who maybe you know you've done work for in the past, and uh, they're a great client for you. You know how much how much does that play into it for you? You know, just deciding whether or not you want to take them on, or um, you know whether or not it's something a relationship you want to pursue really I guess. yeah that's a great question and uh i have uh and i think if you've shot horses long enough you'll come across people that are like that and uh and they tend to bounce from farrier to farrier they might even bounce from horse trainer to horse trainer yeah or barn to barn um and they're sweet they're nice people but they just have a hard time settling in and drawing that line in the sand like this is my person this yeah. is my farrier come hell or high water right right um or this is my trainer no matter what and and that's that's okay like you don't have to totally draw your line in the sand um because you know it's a service industry and if at some point you don't feel like you're getting the right service you ought to move on right i mean because after all the uh, the entity that would be affected the most is the horse, a defenseless animal. And so they deserve, being a defenseless animal that we've domesticated, deserves the best care you can possibly afford to give them. Sure. Yeah. Right? And so it would be unkind to the horse if you weren't fully confident in the service that you're paying for, right? Yeah. Um, I've kind of handled the that... Uh, that hop, skip, and a jump client, mm-hmm. um, in a in a variety of ways. Sometimes I just entirely avoid them. Yeah, you know, like hello, hi, how are you? Um, answer any question they might have or or whatnot. But I just, eh, I'm sorry, I I got a full schedule. Yeah. You know, um, that's one way that I've handled it. And that's probably the way I usually do. Um, occasionally. Um, I've taken that client on and to offset what's a little bit of a risk to take on. And I, 
it's not a true risk, but there's some risk in taking it on because you now force it into your schedule. You create mm. time to provide that service for them. Right. But you know in the back of your mind, well, I might do this horse once, twice, three times, four times. Yeah. And they have three or four horses, you know, half a day's work or whatever. And uh, the risk in doing that is, well, if they decide to go somewhere else, now I've lost half a day's work. Right. And... um and I rearranged all these things to make it happen. Yeah. Or I had to let go of something in order to make it happen, right? And so there's a risk. And so now you could have stayed with, you know, horses that you previously let go so you could take their horses on. Right. So to well, offset... Sorry, I was going to also just say, I, sorry, or you're pressuring other clients that you've been that you've been loyal to uh, for a long period of time yes. in that schedule. Yeah. And at least initially to take those on, you might be putting off horses right. a little bit that you've been taken care of for a long time. So to offset sort of that quote-unquote risk, um, I'll do, I'll charge them more. Yeah. To it, um, and I because I don't really need their work. Right. Um, they seemingly need me more than I need them, and I'm not trying to stick it to them as much as. Uh, make it worth my while if I'm going to take the risk essentially but I usually just kind of give them the avoidance you know I'm kind to them I'll fix a shoe for them I'll you know like I said answer any questions for them but yeah yeah Yeah. I tend to yeah just keep them at at, you know uh, yeah on the friendly basis you know now what about the ones (laughs) what about the ones at Barnes you shoe the one off at a big barn, yeah, you're doing, you know, ten plus horses out maybe. Okay, and uh, it's kind of like, well, yeah, you know, again, you're familiar with the trainer here, blah blah blah. We do have a. Uh, you want to adjust that? I'm good. Sorry. Okay. Um, got a little bit of a track record on you, uh-huh. but you know, a real problem client. But you're almost like put in a position where it's like you got to take care of the herd. You know, you can't want, you can't let one get out, get out too far. Oh, so just so I understand, um, it might be a barn where I do ten horses, right? And I already do that horse. You're no, saying you don't do horse like this would be a, a prospect, you know. It's a new okay. horse to the barn or to the trainer or whatever. Yeah, and the and the the client has a rapport for not being a loyal client. Okay, right? or maybe crazy or you know shitty horse or maybe yeah. all of the above. All of the above. Sure. Actually, let's go with all of the above because that's kind of the that seems like the ones that make me cringe the most. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it, like the it's almost like the fucking coffin, like the what is that uh nail in the coffin client? It could be. Yeah, if, if, if it really goes sideways. Right. Yeah. yeah kind of ruins the whole whole deal. How, how do you approach that, or how have you? You know, honestly, that's sort of the same, probably the same approach. I mean, not to oversimplify it, but. Nothing wrong with that. 
if it's a horse that's not going to be fun to do, yeah, it's sometimes never going to be fun to do. Right. You have to sort of try to use your experience and your best judgment to decide if the horse is not good to do because it's young, because it, um, you know, bad training or um, the environment that uh, environmental circumstances haven't been taken into account. Or if it's just a tough horse, like there's some horses that I just feel like aren't going to get better. Like it's going to be a tough go every time, you know, and it's not because they're young. It's not because they're old and sore, you know, and achy or whatever. They're just tough to do. And so, yeah, if it seems as though it's going to be a hassle to deal with in that manner, I still just try to, you know, got to avoid that. But there are times where in that scenario where it's a barn where you already work at, or maybe you do most of the whole, almost all the horses at that barn and they come in and they're not really in training with the trainer that you're working for, but, um, they s- essentially decide they're going to kind of get in with the trainer that you're already shooting for. You, mm-hmm. you sometimes get stuck doing that horse. Right. And it's unavoidable. Yeah. Um, you know, um, if it, if it's a kind of a crazy client scenario, that is almost always uh, combated best if they're in training with somebody, and I I shoot for the trainer, and then in train because that trainer then becomes the intermediary, yeah, and it's they're the buffer between the clients, right. you know, uh, false expectations or um, irrational requests or. Right. Um, they're kind of an ally. Yeah. Hopefully. Usually. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I would say, (laughs) I mean, most of the time the trainer, if it's a professional and they've acquired your services, they're going to be an ally. Yeah. You know, if they're a true professional. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, these are, um, you know, one time Dries at work, he told me, you never ask enough questions and you never ask why. You remember that? Well, I remember a conversation of that nature, um, and I was pointing out the fact that you are an observer. Uh, you're an observer processor, as right. opposed to a. Uh, uh, you're not as much of a question asker. You yeah. sort of formulate what's going on by observing, and yeah. not as much by, you know, asking. And, uh, you don't, uh, you know, you've never really been terribly interested in the show and tell. Right. You know, hey, like asking me to show and tell you. Yes. It's been, uh, and yeah, and there were some awkward moments because there were times I would offer up something without you asking. Right. And it was some of the more awkward moments that we had ever had working together. (laughs) <laughs> Which, by and large, really? were probably ninety percent positive. The entire right. different ninety percent is a really high number, yeah. by the way. When you work with somebody, and I would say they were ninety percent okay. positive um, work days. Yeah. And every day it was really a positive work day. There might have been a portion of the work day that, when it, I felt like if it got awkward between you and I, it was. Um, moments where I might 
try to explain something to you or show something to you and you would look at me with this look like um that's fine that you think that way but that's (laughs) (laughs) that's that's just not how i'm seeing it (laughs) you know i would say well Uh, but it wasn't even so much like about what i was trying to show you as much as no look at the foot it's really low on the inside now don't you see does it doesn't it look like it's drifting to the outside now doesn't it like yeah don't you see all that like look at the like let's drop a line down the cannon bone he's like and nope looks i don't know just not seeing what you're seeing (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's hilarious i think another time it's not pretty early on well kind of maybe not. i mean all told we probably worked like three and a half years together over a four-year span i think right and that was probably pushing two years in yeah that seems right there's a there's i i mean i i remember the exact conversation i remember the exact horse and and the exact feat that i'm thinking of it was a, a horse named quinn at kismet and yeah um sounds about right and that that foot was all cattywampus and then i was like well then if you look down the foot you know picking (laughs) it up and i was like no it's high right here and you're like no i'm it's right here i'm like no it's like it's like no it looks high there because you totally robbed this part of the foot And to prove it, now let's put it on the ground and see that it's going, it's going over to you know. Yeah, um, you can't take any foot from that side yeah. now. It's too short. That foot's pointing over at El Cerrito right now. <laughs> You're right. It is high, and we can't do anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> because it's so low. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And then it got it get, just got to a point yeah. where I said, okay, it's okay that you don't see it. It, you will at some point. It's okay, but just stop doing. Like, leave the foot alone now. Oh, you know, like, don't keep chasing that yeah. part of the foot that you think is high at the moment because we Gosh, still got to get man. a shoe on this what foot. Was I thinking? I remember there was another time. Never where, forgot that. And I and I I legitimately made a change after you said that. I'm like, fuck yeah, you're right. About the feet or about the like being an observer. Me not being assertive enough and asking questions. Okay. I totally forgot about the foot. Yeah. (laughs) But the conversation, I'll never forget that part of the conversation because I, in that moment, you know what's funny is I I have resting bitch face. Hmm. I think. Like it. Like when I'm thinking. Yeah, we're, but we're talking right now. I'm kind of, uh, like I feel. Yeah, we're silly and jolly. Jovial. Yeah, we're jovial. But when I'm at work, you know, I'm fucking. I'm in it. Yeah, because you're observing and processing. Right. Um, and so when I get like when I'm thinking and I'm like pro, you know, right, doing the processing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I get a little bit of resting bitch face. That so was seemed... that never created any awkward moments. Yeah. I think I know the face you're talking about. Uh, okay. That never created any awkward moments for okay. me. It was the legit, no, you're wrong, it's high. You're like, no, I don't <laughs> think you're right yeah. here. Like it was, yeah. you know, the, uh, I was like, yeah, that's cool if you don't agree with me. And I might not be and entirely that, correct. And that warrant, I think, 
Yeah, and that, I, if I were you, that warrants a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, so that yeah. conversation <clears throat> we had, I think, came after that particular yeah. interaction. And I, it, it wasn't that day, though. That conversation, yeah, I, uh, I kind of, I, I, pro- I think I thought through like, man, how am I going to approach this conversation with Gabe? <laughs> um, I love that. That's fun. Yeah, there was another time where it was in the winter time. Feet were soft, and yeah. you were cutting clinches and just hatcheting those clinches, dude, mm. up the wall like big old peeled up clinch cuts <laughs> on the soft walls and i was like hey bro <laughs> yeah well, don't. it does it totally happens but there's an effort to at least for me there's an effort to yeah. not have that happen like let's just try to get the nail up not yeah. you know uh, yeah. when when we do try to do our best to not put rasp lines when we finish let's also not put clinch cut lines when we're pulling shoes right, right. and uh, i said yeah hey bro um Trying to just, you know, unclinch the nail, right? Just try to get the clinch. Try to not get the rest of the foot, all right? Like I was wasn't chilly. Yeah. I wasn't chewing your ass. I was. No. I was just trying to, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> like you weren't even you weren't cracking a joke, <laughs> but you're like, your response was, um, gosh, what was it? Is it exactly it was something to the effect of, yeah, that'd be awesome in a perfect world. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> I was like, I had this pause. Why didn't you fire me? <laughs> Jesus. No. And I was like, there was like a split second, like, <laughs> seriously, that's your response? I mean, simple, even if you disagree, a, a simple, okay. <laughs> would, would totally suffice and so my response back was no it's not really about a perfect world or not it's just um let's make a little just, better effort you know let's just see let's just make a little better effort Gosh. i mean it's going to happen from time to time but yeah let's try not to have it be every single nail of every <laughs> single <laughs> oh, because God. from my vantage point it looked like you're cutting clinches like fuck this guy <laughs> chink 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 <laughs> fuck this horse fuck this horse with each clinch cut it's like <laughs> it's a shitty day yeah oh man Gosh. i hate my lot in life <laughs> chink 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 oh man <laughs> gosh i guess yeah no it's coming back to me Gosh, yeah. Maybe I was angry at the time. Not angry, but just not happy. Well, it's a tough job. It's a tough job. Uh, It's a grind. The job is a grind. And so the grind will start to wear on you alongside other things you're doing in life that might be tough, too. Right. And, uh, you know, as a human, it's hard not to... uh, I was working way harder at that time, too. Than I am now. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that could be. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, it was you and Grady. Five to six days a week, for a while. 
Yeah, the most you and I worked together were th- was three, and then it was two for a long time. But and, it was always... And then one for a while. And then I think you always had... I think you always had two with Grady. Yeah, maybe. I could yeah. be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, no, I mean... And I then mean, then as you, that's a lot of horses, man. And, yeah. To be doing six to ten it, horses a day. Yeah, if you're working with two guys that are, five, are doing a full a business, you're doing, you know, four, four to five days of those, and then you do any of your own on the other days, then, yeah. <clears throat> no, it's... Yeah. You know, riding in a guy's truck, just struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking busting up horses' feet and <laughs> trimming them short. Gosh. Um, the reason why I mentioned that is because it was something that I never forgot. And uh, I'm, I've, I uh, legitimately have tried to make a real change after you said that. Because I'm like, yeah, why aren't I asking more questions? Like, I want to learn yeah. and know more about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to learn and know more about a lot of things. And you got to fucking ask questions to do that. Yeah. And if you want to ask questions, you have to listen. Yeah, because I think <clears throat> one of the other things I said, being an observer processor, I right. think one of the things I might have said in that conversation is you have to be careful being, like, that's not a bad way to learn. Right. Like it's it's really good to be a a good observer. Like it's a great quality to be a good observer. The trouble with being just an observer processor primarily is you find yourself uh coming to conclusions and assuming things that you didn't necessarily clarify. Right. So then it's unfair that you might put something you learned or assumed on the person that you were learning from by observation. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. <clears throat> totally. It's like, yeah. why would you do that to yourself? You know, and uh, at that time for me, I think it was, uh, um, uh, I'll say an ego thing, but, but the ego doesn't shine through very clearly. Like, it's kind of sneaky, um, I, th- I think. I don't know. Like, it... Like, I wasn't trying to, uh, well, in the trimming situation, that was definitely an ego. That ego shined through very clearly. Yeah, I was sort of like, <laughs> wow, I'm really surprised that he's he's really pushing for this. I mean... I don't know what I was And thinking. I didn't drop, I totally could have dropped the dude. How long have you been doing this? How yeah. long have I been doing this? <laughs> right. Totally. If we were in court right now, who do you think the judge is going to believe on this foot? Me, not you. <laughs> like, I totally could have done that, but I was just like, I don't need to. I'm secure in what I'm doing, so I, it's, yeah. you know, I would be doing it just for myself, right? Um, but I was like, wow, he really thinks? Okay. Well, he's just, we got a ways to go. It's okay. Got a way, yeah. Got we got a ways, ways to, to go. go. It's okay. But, uh, yeah, just interesting that, yeah. That, um... That struck. That probably. <clears throat> it's interesting that that hit multiple levels. Just having that little conversation, mm-hmm. which wasn't like a deal breaker conversation between you and I. No, it was pretty just. Just good regular man to man shit. Yeah, it was just man to man. Right, absolutely. Just man to man. This is it, and. I, yeah. Anyways, uh, I say that now because. 
I should be asking you more questions. Um, what are, where I was going with that loyalty mm. thing is I'm curious on how um, are there methods that you use to secure loyalty with your clientele? Um, that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's probably not going to sound very exciting, yeah. but being there when I'm saying I'm going to be there and doing that over a very long period of time, yeah. um, bringing value to the service that they don't necessarily expect, but appreciate. Um, and some might expect it and some don't. Uh, for instance, uh, many a, a good handful of trainers that I started shooting for, when I first came to them, they would have a board, a list of all the horses, yeah, and you know, sort of section off, and they're due on this day, four or five are due on this day, this group's due on this day, right? And they got it all marked down, right? Yeah. And it's super organized. Mm-hmm. And and I thought, okay, that's cool. If she wants to keep track of that, I mean, I keep track of that myself already. You know, I, I keep pretty good books. I would say really good books, but, um, and I keep a calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always go to, I mean, I have some places I'm at on the same day every time. I have some right. horses that, I mean, they're going to be done that week, but they might get done on a Monday. Six weeks later, it might be a Thursday, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so, but back to my example, um, and that they would try to maintain, uh, they were doing that to keep track for themselves. And I think it was because previous guy right. wasn't as consistent as they would like. So if they were keeping good, the trainer was keeping really good track of when they were done. They, she knew like, oh, I better call so-and-so the week before, make right. sure he's coming out on week six for this group, right? And, you know, uh, I've shot for, uh, I can think of two trainers that were that way really heavy. If I thought about it some more, there's probably a couple more, but um, they don't have that board anymore. Yeah. They don't need it. Yeah. And um on more than one occasion um they've said that uh, i don't even keep track anymore i know like because i don't have to because you do right and so that's a value for them like i'm bringing value to the table more than just my um my farrier skill right um my ability to uh, be a team player with the vet, horse owner, and trainer, I think is something brings value to um, uh, giving them a reason to be loyal. Yeah. It builds loyalty. Like, uh, I don't, you know, one thing I really appreciate is that this guy shows up when he says he's going to show up. One thing I really appreciate. Like, I'd hate to find somebody else, and then they don't work well at the vet. I'd hate to find somebody else. You know, yeah, he might charge a little bit more, but the fact that I don't have to call him is, you know, worth my time and money. Yeah. The fact that I know that he's um, going to work well with my trainer or my vet and has actually good input 
to what the vet might want, it you know that that's right. worth money to them too. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, right. yeah. I just felt like I was a little too close, and then I was like, I didn't want to be like, <sighs> you know. <clears throat> yeah, that totally makes sense. But those are things that I would do to build uh, loyalty. Um, it's also important to just be a good people person. Right. And um, I'm curious to know about how, like, what, how the kids are doing, you yeah. know? If you've shot for somebody for 10 years, um, their son or daughter might have been five years old when you first met them. Right. Now they're a 15-year-old. Yeah. Sophomore in high school. Yeah. What they're dealing with in life is night and day from when that kid was five. Yeah. Right? So taking an interest in them as a person and just what makes them uh, valuable in God's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's what's their innate valuable quality, right? Yeah. Their intrinsic um, thing that what, what God loves about them or whatever, right? Yeah. And in turn, um, I'm open and I share with what goes, you know, not like I'm sharing all this personal stuff or I want to know all their personal stuff. That's not really what I mean. Um, it's a, somewhat a, a detriment to the business side of things and the income, but um, it's a close relationship with the service that we provide because we see them often, Right. Right. It's not like my contractor or my real estate agent. Right. Yeah, it's a recurring. And um, so it's a personal business. Like you end up becoming friends with your clients if you've shot for them for a long enough time. Just by the sheer nature of what they'll know about you and what you'll know about them because of the things in life. And so yeah. that... <clears throat> Yeah, that in and of itself, I think, builds loyalty, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just wanting to know and talk to people. Kind of is helpful in that way. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't just show up and just be like, if you're meeting a client, which most clients you shoe for the first time, you usually meet in person. Right. In most cases. Um, and even if that client says you're good to come back without me, uh, let alone having to meet one, if you do have to meet that client out there and you just show up and you're, you know, yeah. had a shitty day or just don't want to talk to anybody or right. fucking got your AirPods in and <laughs> don't fucking talk to me <laughs> and let me shoot your horse while you... You know, you stand there. That's not going to work. Yeah. You know, that that gal, she's just using, <laughs> she's just using you <laughs> at that point. Right. You know, just because she needs her horse shot and, you know, you're well, just some other Yeah, and, and the thing of it is with something like that, if you, if they don't know who you are. Yeah. If they don't have any, like, if there's no personal connection, I think the personal connection might hurt the bottom line a little bit from the standpoint of yeah. when it comes time to legitimately raise your prices, you know them personally, so you have to look them in the eye and kind of make them feel the pinch of yeah. raising someone's rates. It has to happen. If it doesn't happen, then you're making less than you did the year before, bottom line, right? Yeah. But 
it also pays dividends to have that, uh, like a personal relationship, uh, friendship, or just um, a close working, like client relationship from the standpoint of, uh, and good people skills. Because if something goes wrong, because things will go wrong, it's a horse, mm-hmm. you're a human, and it's in the environment. Something is going to go wrong. Yeah. It, some of it will be your fault. Some of it won't be your fault. But if enough things go wrong, you might get the boot. Yeah. But from time to time, if something's going wrong, they'll think twice about... Uh, it'll, they'll have reason to pause. If they don't feel like they know you or there's just no real connection, then when something goes wrong, but just right a couple doors down, so-and-so came out and they're like, hey, what do you think about this? And then boom, they're off, right? Because yeah. they don't feel any tug like, yeah. um, eh, I don't really know him. Like, you know, he'll find another horse to do. Yeah. Like, it's no big deal. But if uh, if a client feels like they've, you know, they think about moving on to somebody else and they don't, and they know you, they're going to think, oh, well, yeah, this is how he feeds his family. Right. I, I like this guy. I want him to feed his family. Like, so, it, you know, it slows them down a little bit from jumping ship sometimes too. Right. And I think right. that's another reason why I think it uh, yeah helps with loyalty. And it probably helps to talk about your work too, what you're doing with the horse. You know, for some people. Yeah. I think it, it really helps to say. Yeah, communicate the things you've been doing. Yeah, that you've trying to been, that you've, yeah, trying, <laughs> that you have been doing. And, um, and like changes that you see in the feed too. You Absolutely. Know, that really, that really helps. And like being genuine about it, like a genuine change. Like, hey, you know, I'm really seeing a lot of changes in this and that and you know some are some really good improvements i think we can still you know improve in some of these other areas here if you you know help me out or work on this or think right. about feeding that whatever or medicate this or what blah, 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 blah well and that's what the client wants to know when they ask the question like oh how are his feet right that's what they're asking right they don't know to ask about his heels or his, or yeah um how they're you know the wall or how the soul feels or whatever. They don't know to ask those specific questions, but those are the things they want to know yeah. when they say, oh, how, how do his feet look? I'm curious. When someone asks you that and a horse's feet mm. are looking good. Okay. Um, but I want to ask the uh, opposite of that too. Um, but when the horse's feet are looking good, and it's always feet are looking great, feet are looking great, feet are looking great. I almost hate that more. Yeah. Than, hey, we got us, we got a serious issue going on here that yeah. we need to remedy or we need to have the vet out. I almost hate the horse that has just fine and dandy, great feet, nice thick hoof wall, nice shape, easy to work on, all fine and dandy. Yeah, with a client that's just kind of maybe on the edge, you know. What do you think about that? And like, how do you? Uh, is it? Do you just continue on with the? Ah, they look great. Or do you try and kind of find a way to connect? Yeah, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Um, 
Yeah, because sometimes it's tough on the horses that do. They really have good feet. And sometimes they're good feet in spite of the bad work we might have done. You know, a mistake like, oh, man, I was missing that for a little while. And I kind of only got away with that mistake because this horse does have good feet. Um, Or even if all I really see is bad feet. (laughs) So your foot, just by the sheer nature that it's better than all the other shitty shitty feet that I wear. Yeah, no. And those are things like you could say that in a way. You could say, actually, uh, his feet look great, and it's kind of refreshing. You know, it's yeah. uh, you're you picked a good one here, and so yeah. uh, you're complimenting them, and you're complimenting the horse, and it's true. Uh, so it, you know, it's something just to kind of throw out into the ether. Um, one of the things that I'm seeing after a couple shoes that I I'm happy with from the time that I started shoeing this horse is X. Yeah. Uh and uh um you know now that uh you know summertime is really dry but now that we're kind of getting into the winter time uh it's, it's kind of nice because it's allowed you know um uh, the quarters to relax a little bit. Yeah. Or uh you know the frog is you know absorbs some moisture and so it's yeah. you know we just have good you know just it's soft but it's actually giving it some good support too. Yeah. And uh, as good opposed balance yeah so uh, yeah yeah that's sort of how i i try to um you know answer that question beyond just the simple man they're good they're looking good yeah, yeah. yeah. they're healthy yeah. i said you know thrush is non-existent yeah um but even like good-footed horses might have a little bit of thrush and it's important how are their feet doing well say that you know right, right. all their yeah his feet look great but there's a little bit of thrush in the right hind. It's not bad, yeah. but it, it could, could use a little help, you know. Have something to point at. Yeah. And it's not like you're, like, offering something to point at. But right. I, I do think it's important, even though the horse has good feet, you want to communicate maybe something you changed. Um, you have to be a little bit careful because... Yeah, you might change something. It has nothing to, like, and then you, the horse went unsound. The change had nothing to do with going unsound. It had something to totally do with something else. And then yep. you just said, "Well, you changed it, and he's not happy now." So you have to be careful. Yeah. Uh, and as much as you might say, "I know they're sore, but it's not because of that," you just you know, it's like yeah. they don't know enough to know no. that that's not why. Like, well, I'm, all I know is that he was sound before you did him, and he's not sound now. And you said you changed something, so I'm just wondering, can you come back out and change it back? Well, no, actually, I probably can't, but I know that that, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, you might say, instead of changing, you know, one of the things I've been working on, like his feet are great, but one of the things I've been working on, and I'll do a couple different things from time to time to establish the breakover that I'm looking for. Boom. Yeah. You know, that's a, a really safe way to communicate honestly what you did that doesn't incriminate you later right. for something that you didn't actually do, right. you know, like cause them to be sore or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, it helps them know, like, what's going on in their horse's life. I mean, this is their baby. Yeah, you know, totally. They're, they're going to let their ho- their car go. They're going to let their house go before this horse goes, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel like a lot of people, too, um, that have been in the horse world for a long time and have had 
you know, a range of different horses over that time, um, can kind of get, uh, learn maybe to get gun shy, uh, in a way because, um, you know, maybe that they had a finicky horse in the past that always had, always had these weird things come up and, uh, were, was fed, I don't know, some, some, uh, I don't want to say bullshit, but, you know, something had come up. You know, horses, some horses are really hard keepers. They're yeah. not easy keepers. And they offer up a lot of problems. And and it can just feel like a fucking rabbit, tra- rabbit hole into nowhere. And, uh, like, it's never going to end. And you can never enjoy or ride your horse. And that sucks. Right, um, right. To just have a thing that you dump tons I of know. money in and never get to enjoy yeah i was working on one of those today it's just you know ah, it sucks so i and so i there's a part of me that totally understands like those uh equestrian vets let's say veterans that yeah. kind of um they want to know they want to make sure they got a good one like you said right um i use that line too it's funny uh you know, I was thinking about too uh, before I came over here, and I didn't think we were going to talk about it tonight, but I guess it fits. Is um, how language and vocabulary and the words you use to describe certain things that we're talking about right now have such an impact on feeling um, or thought. Uh, I, I, I don't think I give that enough. I do it, but I do it subconsciously. Mm. Like I, you know, I'll strategically use words like that or come up with, I mean, that's, it's kind of an ambiguous, they're kind of ambiguous, those types of statements. Like you picked a good one, you picked a winner, you know, insinuating you got a good horse, you did a good job and deciding, you know, you made a good decision. Good job. You know, but yeah. it's it's a participation trophy. It's not. right, sure. Yeah, they <laughs> they were going to pick the horse whether the feet were good or not. Right. So right. So it's like it's super ambiguous, but I, it goes a long way. You know, just by making that one little comment, you're saying multiple things at once mm-hmm. and evoking a feeling from that client. Yeah. Hopefully, a good feeling, a reassuring feeling. Mm. Um. In more in more ways than one, and so it's kind of uh, thinking about how, even like with this podcast, on how, <laughs> kind of like how we said initially, man, in my head, it's just like everything makes sense. In my, you know, yeah. you try and put out a thought, and it goes from it goes from feeling, and having like having everything polished and smooth in your head, and then when it comes to actually. Uh, portraying those feelings right. and thoughts, because you know, and and attaching the word to the feeling and the thought all together. Yeah, it has to be right. You know, right. The word has to be right. Yeah, and as it comes out of your mouth, I was like, eh. and then you're sort of caught, like, I'll I'll get caught up in the yeah. the process of like trying to think of what what I'm going to say, and like, no, nah, that's not. What I'm, and then like second guess myself, and then like. <laughs> Start, ends up sounding like I'm I'm some you know yeah. Pentecostal speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> the feet look great. 
I kind of know vocabulary English, <laughs> but um, and I, uh, I think that, I mean, I think that probably goes for any business or service where you're dealing with people, right? But um, I like that it, I like that it's so difficult in our job. Probably more so than mo- than many other jobs, just by the nature of the animals that we're working on and the people that yeah. own those animals. Yeah, and the um, the demographic, let's say, of horse owners. You know, like it's hard. It's not easy. It's kind of. It's uh, it's a grind. No, bro, it's it's our version of Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, like, straight up. We work in the Tiger King realm. Yeah, uh, we're service. We we are service providers to the Tiger Kings. Yes. Yeah, we're not Tiger King. No, we are not Tiger yeah. Kings. Uh, but <laughs> the horses are the tigers. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh. uh <laughs> It's, so it's like true. a it's a toned down version of Tiger King. Straight up, man. Yeah. It's yeah. so wild. Straight There's up. so many parallels, it's crazy. Yeah. And because of it, it like forces you to be to kind of get on um to be a certain way. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to really make to really vet the words that come out of your mouth and when they come out of your mouth and with who and the type, yeah, I don't know everything, everything about it. Yeah, you know, I'm I somewhat. I mean, I, I cracked a joke about the Tiger King, but I'm actually there are a lot of parallels. Yeah, and they're not the same animal, but the horse is the tiger, and the tiger is the horse in the story. You know, it, yeah. they're the same character. The tiger yeah. can eat you, and would like to eat you. Yeah. Actually, you know, would like they would he would taste good to you, right? The horse has no interest in eating you. No, you aren't the food that they eat, so you're safe in that manner. But they both outweigh you by hundreds, if not a thousand pounds, right? Or more, like well over a thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah. And they could kill you as easily as the tiger can kill you. Yeah, totally. It's so, it's sort of odd that, like, it takes a special person to be a horse owner. Like, that horse, like, connoisseur, that horse, the horseman. Yeah. The horse person. The equestrian. The horse woman. Yeah, the equestrian. It takes a special mindset. Yeah. Like, we're all a little silly. (laughs) Totally. You know? I mean, yeah, we're not the Tiger King in the story. But we're silly too. We're a part of it. We're going into the cage. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And it is we forget because it's every day for us. We forget because yeah. we're around them all the time. Yeah. But this is a huge animal. Yeah. Who's totally indifferent about you. Right. Yeah. And they like you. They're affectionate. Yeah. But let's face it, they if you don't uh, you know, they see you as someone that's going to feed them. 
Touch right. them. Love them. Otherwise, what good are you, right? Yeah, a good horse that gets spooked, stomps on your head. He doesn't feel anything for you. Yes, he didn't. Yeah, he's not looking yeah, out for you. He just got interest. spooked and stomped you, on your head. You happen to be there and he stomped on you. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to go back to his stall and fucking munch on whatever and do his thing. Yeah, it just takes yeah. a special, I think, mindset to not think that it's really weird that you're leading around this potentially could be. It's not wild. But yeah. the only thing that made it not wild was a lot of time and money. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. And at any given moment, it's a living, breathing thing yeah. that could be spooked or keel over and die or, um, yeah, get a horse fly on its ass and buck you off, you know? Yeah. Just whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, we forget that it's actually kind of a weird thing we do. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that today um, on my last stop over in Walnut Creek, just talking about COVID and how it's affected all, all sorts of different avenues of business and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, talking with this trainer, and she's a nice gal, and then she, she kind of does the training thing part-time. I go, yeah, you know, I just haven't really been affected by this COVID and it's kind of, I kind of, it really does kind of trip me out. I, in my opinion, like that out of everything that's being affected right now, people that own horses and horseshoeing are busier than ever. And, 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 and I can't like describe, you did it for me just right there. Perfectly. Because I can't, because I couldn't describe it. Like I, I can't figure out exactly what's just this thing right now that's like doesn't make any fucking sense, you know. Um, especially because you know, as you know, when we start off in this trade, it's like you're gonna go shoe horses, right? That that whole thing. Yeah. Like, are you gonna even make money? Is that gonna hold up in a economic downturn and all those different questions and. As far as everybody else knows, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then to have it be just kicking ass in a, in a kind of an economic economic downturn. Yeah. As we're going, like you said, just going and working on these fucking beasts that have no issue stomping the shit out of you if they needed or wanted to, um, or involuntary. Yeah. And then that's it. We do, That's just what we do. We go and we do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Fucking owner jumps on their back and we make money. We pay our mortgage. We have babies. Yeah. We got all sorts of shit. Right. And it's all supported by this fucking weird thing we do yeah, with this, horses. This wild beast. I mean, this dragon we want to hop on the back and ride, you know? <laughs> It's yeah. crazy. It's really wild. It's crazy, and she wasn't getting it. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, she's probably just too close. Yeah, well, that's but. it. I mean, most of the time, we don't either. Yeah. Right? Like, we're not in the space of thinking of, of how unique yeah. it is that uh, we are comfortable right. in, in the presence. Yeah, whatever. 
Yeah. Just shoot a horse go. Come and shoot your horse go. I mean, how many times you walk up and just, you know, grab that horse's leg and like, no, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Come on. Where well, I've tried to get a lot better about that, but a well, lot. No, in but the past, yeah. there's plenty of times where <clears throat> we know the horse doesn't mind us moving at them quickly. We know the horse doesn't mind that we just right. like, I want it, give it to me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Let's because go. they're, it's not right. going to, it doesn't like change their mood that we're, you know, sort of like, yeah. no, give it to me. Come on. Let's go. Keep picking it up. You know, or yeah. you walk up on their booty and pick, or you don't even touch them and you just grab their leg. They could have been like looking over here and you grab their other leg and they're like, what the <laughs> you, you know, they're going to kick your head in, but you forget that, but this, yeah. yeah, we kind of forget that that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it's, and that's dangerous. And if there are Ooh. any farriers out there listening to this, you better yes. try and break that habit. It's like I tell my Joe Zimmerman. <clears throat> it's like I tell my kids that are, you know, like my kids, most of my kids are, uh, you know, drivers. You know, yeah. we, we drive a vehicle all the time, and uh, you can't lose sight of the fact that you're driving a 5,000 pound missile. Yeah. This is a killing machine. This is, you know, there's no, it shouldn't be weird that you think about it like that. <clears throat> it's actually healthy, respect. The uh, the potential for destruction. You yeah. have to, re- like, you can't let that, ho- you can't let your guard down around horses. You can't be freaked out, obviously, but you can't yeah. ever not be present. Right. You have to be present. That's the best way to say it. You have to be present. Yeah. The I'm sure you, I'm sure you've done this, maybe not. Um, I will wrap this girl up, but, um. You, like, as it pertains to driving, I caught myself the other day. I didn't even, I, I'm kind of glad I worked it into muscle memory. Although if I didn't, wasn't thinking about what I was doing, then it might not be <laughs> effective. Um, but at an intersection, yeah, looking, and then you know, look left, look right, look left again, and I catch, I, I almost do that at every intersection. And it's kind of subconscious. Yeah. So I don't know how well I'm actually looking. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, well, would it change anything if <laughs> yeah. you actually saw something? <laughs> right. If movement registered on your eyeballs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's a car there. I'll just look straight well, at it. I looked. <laughs> They'll stop because I looked. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, the habits like that, you know, there's been a couple times that I'm glad I did that. And that a car did blow a stop sign, you know, or a stop light even. Yeah. Um, yep. Or, you know, maybe even blowed it, kind of went into the intersection and then went back. But even then, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, was, I looked and I caught it. So, uh, yeah, little habits like that really, I mean, how you approach animals. You just come up fucking... Br- I honestly think that starts... 80% of horse fights. Yeah. 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 Getting them on edge and then, you know, you you ask for something from them in a way that they weren't expecting it. Right. You don't even realize you did it. Yeah. And so they react and you think they're being an asshole. And so because you think they're being an asshole, you're going to give them a little spanking. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he was scared because yeah. you didn't ask properly. And you're asking like an asshole. And you misinterpret his fear. 
for being a jerk. And so now you're going to like, he's in trouble because he's scared. That's a bad, (laughs) that's a bad recipe. Yeah. So. Because you're picking up his foot. Yeah. Because you're picking up his foot. (laughs) No, No, it's, um, yeah. Little things like that. I'm learning more and more about more little things like that, that have a huge effect on just the everything. But, well, cool. Thanks for letting me get in your ear. Yeah, I hope that brings some value to people that aren't even horseshoers, you know? I think there's yeah. just some good people things in there. Yeah, I mean, how could... I mean, I I feel like those some a lot of that stuff can can be reapplied to a lot of different shit. Yeah, I think it's, it's just people. good human things. Yeah, and what kind of work you're putting out there. And maybe, yeah. No, I think that's kind of important. And then, you know, it dawned on me. I'm like, you know, we're... We always want all these guests, but uh, hey, you know, I still could learn about Dries some more. <laughs> I don't think I've asked him enough questions. <laughs> he called me an observer. I'll show him. <laughs> oh gosh, no, that, um, no, man. I really appreciate you saying that because, like I said, that kind of sparked a little, a little uh, uh, venture down. Um, a side of myself that I hadn't gotten into yet mm-hmm. that was more than just um, not asking questions. You know, that was kind of what it was on the surface level, but there was other, I think there was other things going on uh, below the surface that I wasn't paying enough attention to. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Appreciate mm-hmm. you. <laughs> 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 Looks like I win again. <laughs> <clears throat> No, I'm kidding. There's nothing. Time to be heals all wounds. <laughs> There's nothing to be won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, you're playing that long game. Have to. Yeah. Have yeah. To. You, yeah. Right. You just gotta. You know, if I'm building a, if I'm, you know, building a warrior, I'm not doing it overnight, bro. Straight up. So. I appreciate that. Looking out. Yeah. Looking out. And with that said, kids, pick good mentors. Boom. Yeah. So. All right, Dries. All right, Gabriel. Good night, y'all. Out.